0: We need to not try to be somebody we're not, but I feel like that really connected with me on, but I'm trying to be an author and uh, I can look on social media and see how this author does it or how this author does it. And I, and I can try to do my job the way they are doing their job, but that's not gonna be the way it needs to be done. I need to figure out who I am, who God's created me to be and embrace that as part. And I really feel like that's what i most identified with the character of John in Since You've Been Gone.
1: We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day Podcast. Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name is Ruth Douthit and I'm an award-winning author of books for middle grade readers and the current president of Christian Writers of the West, the Arizona chapter of American Christian Fiction Writers, ACFW. ACFW is an amazing organization. If you're serious about writing, you need to be a member of this organization. Visit their website today to register for their conference or to look at all the resources that they offer writers. I'm so happy to have you on my podcast today as we're going to listen to a wonderful writer who is local here in Phoenix, Arizona. So I'm super excited to have her. I think you'll be inspired by her writing story and book three of the Restoring Heritage series that she's written. So you know the drill, grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, kick back and relax as we listen to Terry Ferris. Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm excited to have you with me today and I thank you for joining me as I talk with Terry Ferris about her newest release since you've been gone, and this is book three in her Restoring Heritage series. So welcome, Terry.
0: Thank you, Ruth, and thank you so much for having me here today. It's a joy to be here.
1: Absolutely. Why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Now, I did have you on my podcast earlier about, I think it was 2019, wow, a couple years ago, but I thought for my listeners, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Uh, yes, uh, I live in Phoenix, Arizona, but I grew up in um, south west, south middle of Michigan in a small town, and so that's kind of where my heart stayed, so that's why I write there, you know, I live in the desert. Um, I have three kids who are now all teenagers, and um, which keeps me busy between that and writing. My husband uh, loves to rock hound, and we do try to do as many family things as we can fit in, um, but we just... Are at that unique stage where we're trying to uh capture all as much fun as we can before they grow up before we realize it
1: yeah you know it goes by fast doesn't it it sure does well in there in between all that family fun time you've been writing yes and i uh, yes i'm just
0: getting ready to launch my third book uh since you've been gone it comes out september 7th and uh, it is the third full-length novel in my restoring heritage series. I have a few novellas in there, but it is the third full-length novel. And um, we follow. We actually, the first book was a lot about um, the the town, uh, kind of establishing the town, and then them earning some uh, money to uh, to do some uh, upgrades and some uh, improvements on the town. The second book was about doing some of the actual restoration. And the third book, now we're starting to reopen businesses. So if you did read the prequel novella, um, there was a business that closed. And so we kind of revisit that business and trying to reopen it, so kind of a, a new start.
1: That's great. So why the Restoring Heritage series? Is there like a play on the words Restoring Heritage?
0: Uh, yeah when I started writing my the first book, you belong with me um Hannah was very much uh, she was very much caught up with her heritage and you know what who her mother was and where did where did she find her identity where did she find her um, really what did heritage mean right so Luke, who had grown up in foster care you know did did he have a heritage Hannah had part of a heritage she liked part of it she didn't. Interestingly enough, without even necessarily trying to, I realized that all of my characters in my books seem to be be, kind of connected to that word in such a way. And so when I was trying to figure out um, what, like some of the themes and stuff, it just seemed a natural name for the town.
1: It sounds like it. I think that's great. So small town appeal. Now you lived in a small town in Michigan for a long time. So do you feel that that's why your heart is drawn to setting your stories in that small town atmosphere?
0: Absolutely. I I loved growing up in a small town. I loved the fact that, you know, you have small town parades and small festivals and you know everybody. Um, That, you know, not only do you know everybody and everybody knows you, but chances are they knew your parents, they knew your grandparents, aunts and uncles, cousins, and there were very few secrets, but at the same time, there was also kind of a a tightness of community of that, that we were all like one big family, not just uh, strangers. And so even now I go back and I always still tease, like when I go home, that I have more friends still after 25 years being away, I have more people I know in the small town of Spring Arbor than I do all of Phoenix. And it's just because everybody makes everybody their own business. You know, like I, I talked to um, some of my friends who I who have just moved to Spring Harbor, but they are now friends with people I went to high school with. And so it's all just this interconnected, just community that just kind of warms my heart. I just love it. And so that was a natural place for me to start writing my first series. And I just loved creating this small town because you can create just how you want it to be too.
1: Yeah, you can add some quirkiness to it, some folklore to it that sometimes the big city, it just doesn't work the same way, does it?
0: Right, exactly. And um, yeah, an element of, of just surprises and connectedness and, and stories and stuff. Yeah, it's super fun.
1: I mean, Phoenix is great, but it's so spread out, you know, and we're a mixture of people from all over the country. But when um, my husband and I moved from Phoenix to a small town in North Carolina, That was the first time for both of us, but he was gone quite a bit with the Marine Corps, so it was just me and I had fun just driving around and uh, walking around going to the small shops. And I think (laughs) I think what always surprised me is, as you were saying, when you have a small town, people go to the same stores, you know, so you run into each other all the time and you start to know each other's business and such. So do you find that that's just conducive for the plots to your books?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It allows people to, I mean, it's when people go to the grocery store or to the diner, it's logical for them to run into people and other people in the story. Now you can do that in other books, but I, when I go home again to visit my parents, almost all the time, every time I go out to the store, I'm going to run into people I know, even though I haven't lived there in 25 years. Now here, I always, I lived in Phoenix for seven years and I can probably count on one hand times that I've actually run into somebody I know at the store you just don't do it because there's too many store options and there's too many places you know people to people in the in the mix and so it's just kind of funny because I I think it would be hard I mean it would seem more um, coincidental constantly happening in a story in a big city like oh they just happen to be at the same store at the same time Or in a small town, it's really easy to do that because it happens all the time. Because really there's one place to eat or two places to eat. So you're gonna run into people you know. And there's only, you know, one small grocery store. So you're gonna see people there you know.
1: Yeah, and that's what makes it fun having your favorite place, favorite restaurants and stuff. Did you find that um, the fact that you were having them restore the town to like save it, that that played an important part in the storylines of your books?
0: Uh, yeah, it did. Um, and the, all of them, I think I try to take it a little bit different angle, a different approach, but I also tried to weave in the idea that, um, kind of like through our, we also all need restoration, right? We all need to be, uh, restored through Jesus Christ. And so I think you see a little bit of that through every one of my books. Uh, You know Hannah is all about letting, well, you know, she has. she's letting go of the past in book one, and Luke is, you know, embracing a new heritage, a new identity. Uh, but you also see that in other characters as well, where um, a lot of my characters having to let go of things from their past, embracing new identities through all the books. And it's the idea of restoring, yes, we're restoring the town, but in a way, each book, the each these characters kind of get restored, if that makes sense. If that they are, not that they are necessarily, broken but there's a lot of times there's things that they just have not let go of that to really find full freedom by the end of the book
1: yeah so perhaps they're looking for restoration in all the wrong places right right that's an important theme restoration and i firmly believe that our book should have hope for the reader you know there there might be um, serious circumstances or situations but we should always end on a high note and that is the hope that's out there
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: So are these some some of the takeaways that you want readers to leave with after they finish this series? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Each book, again, faces um, like this. Until I Met You really deals with the issue of forgiveness. Um, And You Belong With Me really deals with the idea of, um, of really finding your identity in Christ and not in, you know, necessarily your past and, and then it kind of comes full circle. And since you've been gone, um, it's, you really might, it's a lot of it is who, you know, where, again, where do you find your identity? Where, um, are you, are you trying to be somebody you're not? And, um, can you let go of your past? So it kind of comes back full circle with that because I feel like that's an issue that's really plaguing our society today. Um, and i honestly did not write with those like i'm going to talk about this issue but my characters just naturally i feel like in the site it just kind of happened to be where they struggled where they were um really struggling to find their their footing um for in the since you've been gone um if you've read the other books that uh john kensington who is the um his father passed away before the series starts and he has, has inherited but he's come back to try to run his father's company. However, he's trying to just be his father. And that idea that you, we need to not try to be somebody we're not. But and, you know, I, I feel like that really connected with me on, I'm not trying to run a big company, but I'm trying to be an author. And uh, I can look on social media and see how this author does it or how this author does it. And I, and I can try to do my job the way they're doing their job. that's not going to be the way it needs to be done I need to figure out who I am who God's created me to be and embrace that part and I really feel like that's what I most identified with the character of John in since you've been gone
1: that's true I mean comparison that's what's hurting us the most I think so that's an important theme and very realistic too like you said you didn't start out with that but it just evolved that way and that's that's very realistic though that shows like the humanness of your characters you know
0: Well, that's my goal. I I, I just try to write real characters. And then a lot of times they tell me and, you know, telling me what the issues are, telling me where um, I have all these ideas in the beginning, but they always seem to change before I get to the end. And then I have to Mm -hmm. edit so that the book makes fully make
1: sense. The big question, what's next on your list of projects? So uh,
0: yeah, next on my list of projects, I'm right now working on a um, a series that I actually moved from out here to Arizona, the Grand Canyon, North Rim of the Grand Canyon, and it's just a little different. Um, this is just kind of a between projects uh, series that I hope to be able to release next summer. Um, There's not going to be full; they're going to be uh, just a little bit shorter length. And um, people were asking for um, in "You Belong With Me," you meet Luke's. Surprise family, and he has two twin brothers. I kept getting messages from readers saying, "What about his brothers? Tell me, you know, I want to tell me they get a story." And it didn't really work for them to come into Heritage because I already brought his sister into Heritage, and until I met you, and the whole town and the whole family's not going to move to close town. So um but i did this story i'm really super excited about it has a little bit more adventure um but it is definitely the similar feel and because it's the north rim which is much smaller than the south Rim of the grand canyon it has that again that small towns tight community knit community feel about it among the staff and working together and they get into some sticky situations and then um, it's been a fun to write
1: that's an interesting setting what what made that come to mind had you recently visited or
0: I have been there, um I think at least I mean I, I've never, there I've been there twice. I was say, I think I am, but I can't remember. But I've been there twice and I love actually the North Rim more. I've been to the South Rim several times because it's just easier to get to mm-hmm. and it's closer. Um, but I definitely prefer the North Rim. It's it's what I would describe as the small town versus the South Rim is the city. And I know that sounds crazy because the South Rim is not definitely not a city, but it's just people and cars everywhere it is like it's become a very popular national park it's probably a lot like yellowstone or yosemite where there's just people everywhere all the time uh where the north rim still has a little bit more of that secluded it's a little harder to get to and um it's a higher even though it's only four miles as the crow flies it actually goes up in elevation as well so it has a little bit more trees it's got more um woods around the canyon and it just has kind of a more of a slight back in the day feel of of national park it's one of my favorites and so it just seemed like a logical place i love national parks um my we've made it a goal to take our kids like i said i love to spend time with my family we like to take trips and we've done a lot of national parks and that was when we just loved so it just seemed like a natural place to to because i'm pretty close here
1: Absolutely. It is beautiful. One of my favorite places. Yes, we did Yosemite this past May and it was drop dead gorgeous. Definitely God's (laughs) country. And I've been up and down the Grand Canyon a couple of times. So yes, I definitely think the North Rim has a more quaint appeal to it, more woodsy green, you know, appeal to it. So that's going to be wonderful. I can hardly wait to read that and see how you describe the setting. That's going to be fun
0: yes, I'm really looking forward to it. Right now I'm still diving into the stories. And so we're still still exploring where each one's going. So got
1: to get moving on those. So what's your writing process? Do you brainstorm with your friends, Susie, Susie Mae Warren and Rachel Houck over there at my book therapy and just brainstorm the plots and such.
0: we, we did get together on, uh, in April, a bunch of uh, there's six of us from my Therapy that all got together in Florida, and we did brainstorm the series arc of this. So, um, what was, was going to kind of connect the series, but not the individual books. Um, I tend to brainstorm, I have a few individual crafting partners that I brainstorm the individual books with, um, just to keep them it just because it would be too much. We when we did it, we had one like a four hour sit down, everybody got four hours to talk over whatever they want to talk over. So I did the series arc. I didn't really have time to do series arc and each book. Um, so, um, so yeah, I have individual people that I sit down with, we brainstorm and then those people I often will write my first draft. And then I start sending them early stuff to kind of say, okay, is this, how's it reading? Is it, and it, it's really ugly and rough at the beginning when I send it, but they're they're very kind and they just like reading it so they don't mind. And so they talk me through or, um, whether or not it needs some some adjustments or if I'm headed the right direction, basically at this point. And then once I get it all through, then I go back to the revision stage, which I really do love the revision stage. I My least favorite part of writing is the blank page. I just getting something on the page, once it's there, I love editing it, but it's the whole, um, taking it from a blank page to a scene is always my, the daunting process for me.
1: Oh, that sounds like fun, fun uh, time to sit around and plot the arc and everything. That's great. What a blessing to have those amazing writers to help you out. That's awesome. But folks listening, you can always tap into my novel. I'm sorry, my book therapy or novel Academy and check out the amazing resources there. I just signed up for the August bundle. You can- Yeah, it's wonderful. And I highly recommend their courses there. So check out their website, My Book Therapy. And they are on Instagram. Check them out there. You will not regret it. They have amazing resources that help you tap into the fantastic talents of Terry and Susie Mae Warren and Rachel Houck and others. So don't hesitate to do that. Check out My Book Therapy today. Well, thank you, Terry, so much for joining me today to talk about since you've been gone and this beautiful restoring heritage series and your next projects. And wow, you are one busy lady. Yes, I am, but I love it so much. So thank you so much for having me. Wow. What a treat it was to have Terry Ferris on my podcast again, to talk about her writing journey, her family time, and what inspires her to write. Um, I hope that you will take some time to check out her restoring heritage series and this final book in the series since you've been gone. I love hearing other authors writing journeys because it inspires me. And that's why I started this podcast to inspire you and to learn more about what it takes to write a book. So I hope that you've been encouraged today. Keep going forward on this writing journey one step at a time. And until next time, God bless.